Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume The Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume The Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip and commentary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Cocaine Cowboys, The Deadly Rise of Ireland's Drug Lords, the live show, is on sale now. We're on the road on February 10th at the Lime Tree Theatre in Limerick. February 15th in Cork's Everyman Theatre and on Sunday 18th we're back at Dublin's Three Olympia. April takes us to Galway's Town Hall Theatre, Killarney's INEC and Belfast's Waterfront Studios. Check mcd.ie or venue for ticket sales. It's one of these long charges that we've seen more and more come before the courts under the anti-gangland laws. The charge is intentionally facilitating the commission of a serious offence by a criminal organisation, namely the attempted murder of Noel Boylan. As we've seen a lot of people that have come before the courts on these charges, they presumably get the book of evidence and plead at a late stage and they look at that and say, yes, that can be proven and they reach a guilty plea. I'm Nicola Talent. And you're listening to Crime World, a podcast about criminals, drugs and the sins of the underworld in Ireland and across the globe. Shooting victim Noel Boylan sought shelter in a little supermarket in West Dublin after a hooded gunman carried out a daylight attack, the aftermath of which was captured by a Virgin Media TV crew filming the Inside the K TV series. The extraordinary scenes were played out during evidence given at the Central Criminal Court as Derek Byrne pled guilty to charges relating to the attempted murder of Boylan. Today, I'm talking with Niall Donald about the shooting witnessed by frightened shoppers as a gangland feud spilled into an ordinary supermarket and about the reasons that Boylan may have been targeted. This is Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. The video images of Noel Boylan running for his life into a little supermarket back in 2019 are still etched in my brain. Yeah. Of course, um, Noel Boylan was running for his life. He was being shot at. Uh, the gunman was having difficulties with his gun. It was jamming. Yeah. And there was just like customers everywhere with their trolleys and their... their um, baskets just I mean you could just picture yourself going in round yeah. picking up the bananas on down 
pot meat led by all the rest of it. And of course, in the middle of it all was the crew from Virgin Media TV who were filming inside the K who captured it. Yeah, I mean, they they captured the, the immediate aftermath. Uh, Noel Boylan, of course, had been shot at that stage in, in the back, I think. And um, I remember the police are coming up asking him for a bit of info and he's basically, even though he's shot and he's telling him to go. Above. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, it was incredible, that in incredible him. stuff. I mean, so, I mean, it was obviously, uh, uh, although it's, you know, it was, it was wild, it's obviously a hugely serious thing. I mean, you cannot underestimate the danger of people firing handguns in that manner in a packed place. You know, the, the possibility when you see these guys who are shooting them as well, like they're not marksmen. Mm. I mean, the possibility of people being killed, innocent people who are bystanders, it's, 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 you know, incredibly dangerous, incredibly uh, wrong. And, you know, you cannot have that sort of thing going on. Very difficult, apparently, to shoot a moving target. I'm sure it is. And these um, guys are not being, you know, <laughs> let's, let's be honest, they're not being trained. So it was a hugely dangerous incident, but it was, yeah, it was incredible footage, you know, just to see it going on in that manner. Um, and equally difficult to try and shoot while you're running. So, I mean, yeah. from both those points of view, it was just, I mean, it was a miracle really that the, the gun did jam and that nobody was injured. But like, I'm sure anybody in the supermarket that day will never forget it. No. Uh, he ran in seeking refuge and he sort of ended up pitching up kind of a... On an aisle, on, basically. On an yeah. aisle on yeah. one of the sort of the biscuit stands or something. Yeah. And uh, while the ambulance crew came to attend to him, um, he refused to give any statements. He refused to give any help to the guardie yeah. who arrived. Um, and Noel Boylan, of course, was a very well-known um, individual with a criminal background and who had like serious associates in the criminal underworld. He was he was a one-time pal of Christy Kinahan, senior among amongst others. He was in fear for his life. He was in his life was under threat. Uh, he and his son Lee Boylan would both end up surviving shooting attempts um in and around the same time, I think. Um, but we'll get to that maybe the reasons why they were under threat at that time. But there was a court case uh, this week in the Central Criminal Court and Derek Byrne, um, a 40-year-old with an address in Swords, who was originally charged with attempting to murder Noel Boylan, uh, pleaded guilty to purchasing the car used by the gunman on behalf of an organised crime gang. Yeah, so he he's Derek Byrne pled, pled guilty and it's one of these long sort of charges that we've seen more and more come uh, before the courts uh, under the anti-gangland laws. It's intentionally, the, the charge is intentionally facilitating the commission of a serious offence by a criminal organisation, namely the attempted murder of Noel Boylan um, with the knowledge of the existence of the said criminal organisation. So it's just, I suppose what it is, is that it's not an attempted murder charge. They don't obviously have sufficient evidence maybe to bring him to that. But it's also... Um, the facilitation is is where these gangland laws are being used and they're basically saying, you bought this car, you knew it was being bought by a, a, a crime gang, you knew it wasn't to go uh, shopping in Lidl, you knew it was going to be used for a criminal purpose and that could, purpose could have included the murder up to including something along those lines and therefore these people are now getting 
they're, they're getting done basically for conspiracy, something broadly along the lines of conspiracy. And he's pled guilty to this. As we've seen a lot of people that have come before the courts on these charges, they presumably get the book of evidence and plead at a late stage. And they look at that and say, yes, that that that, that can be proven. And they, they reach a guilty plea. So what was this car and where was it coming from? And what was the detail given around that? So, I mean, I think back uh, 20 years ago, when we would have been doing gangland murders, a lot of these in school. Yes, possibly, but uh, <laughs> no, I'm not even. Gun calculator. Be um, so a lot of those uh, hits were carried out with people in in stolen cars. Um, but in recent years, even over the last decade, it's become more and more common uh, for people to buy cars on done deal or over the internet. Um, when they're when they're carrying out gangland hits, we've seen it again and again in loads of different cases. Um, there's probably a few reasons for that. Um, one of them being it's probably harder to rob certain modern cars. Uh, you know, it's, there's probably a risk in going around in a stolen car, and it's just not as easily done as it once was. So Derek Byrne bought this car basically on done deal. Now, when you buy a car and done deal, uh, you know, it's it's you hand over the money and you get the car, basically. Um, if you use a false name or whatever, you know, it's really up to yourself to use your own name if you want to register this car. Mm-hmm. So that's how a lot of these things are being done. Um, and Derek Byrne uh, had a, a significant criminal past himself. Um, he is previously was caught in possession of a handgun in County West Mead. He also had a range of other convictions, some of them traffic offences and all of that, but also uh, other serious offences as well. Um, And, you know, he bought the car. The car was eventually traced to the person who had sold it to him. That person, totally innocent, knew nothing about the ultimate movement, just said, I sold it on done deal. And eventually it was traced to Derek Byrne. Um, he had originally, I think, suggested he knew nothing about what it was going to be used for, but ultimately had to plead guilty in this case. And so the court heard that it was 5.15 on the 1st of June 2019, lovely bright evening. And uh, Boylan was kind of basically walking in the area where this little supermarket was when he was approached from behind with a man in a hood and the guy in the hood appears to have got out of the back of this car he shot at him and hit him once and then went to shoot again uh, went to discharge another shot and obviously it didn't work the gun so the CCTV showed this shooter basically trying to um, shoot into the supermarket after him yeah and kind of reloaded I can't remember what term he used in court Um, now CCTV also uh, captured this shooter getting into the into the car and the car drives off. So there was two a two man hit team basically. Yeah. Um, now the shooter hasn't as of yet been identified or no been brought before the courts. So the the events has left the scene and drove off to North County Dublin. Uh, again, the the way it drove was caught along the CCTV cameras along the way. Um, the vehicle was burnt out in swords and the two men were seen running from it. Um, there was a nine millimeter round of ammunition and a bullet jacket later recovered by Gardy from that scene. So they ran off basically, yeah. um, having missed their target essentially and left behind um, chaos. Yeah, I mean, Noel uh, Boylan would have been well known to Gardy. Um, he had been previously uh, jailed for his role in an attempted armed robbery in 
2006, a kind of a high profile heist attempt. He was always uh, known as an associate of Christy Kinnahan Sr. I think that would have come uh, more from the past than maybe at the stage in which he was an, an attempted assassination. They would have known each other, uh, you know. Way back, sort of. Way back, way and back. And he would have been a young teenager, early 20s. Exactly. He would have had an association with, with Christy Kinnahan. And here then. in Ireland, as opposed to when Kinnahan migrated. Exactly. To the- exactly. So he sort of, that 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 was his kind of vintage. Um, he would have been, uh, had a, a, a reputation as a kind of a, a, a you know, a hard man type. Um, and obviously then he, he had his own son um, was also the target of an assassination attempt. Um, and Lee Boylan. Lee Boylan. Lee Boylan would have been, had links with uh, what became known as the Gucci gang. That's those sort of younger generation of criminals based around, uh, who were operating in sort of Kulak and Fingless areas, um, including Sean Little, who was ultimately shot dead. Um uh, Lee Boylan would have palled around with them, mm. um, would have been very active on social media, uh, you know, very much amongst that scene. Uh, Certainly Sean Little and maybe Zach Parker, who was murdered in the January of 2019, and uh, others that they were friendly with. Would, we'd, we'd kind of call them the sort of Instagram gangsters. Yeah. They were, when you say they're active on social, social media, certainly Sean Little and Parker and others would have all put up their travels on their social media sites. They'd have been photographed with, you know, drinking Moe and Shandon and, you know, holidaying and often off in this sort of at these parties at Zerky Beach. They were regulars at the Ocean Beach Club in Ibiza. Yeah. Um, very well traveled for young 20, 21, 22 year olds. Yeah. And um, that's the kind of, you know, generation they were. Yeah. Now, Lee Boylan, uh, however, was was very, very lucky to escape with his life. And for, you know, he was shot as he, he was in a, in a vehicle. Um, gunmen approached him and fired a number of bullets into his body. Um, and certainly initially it was believed that he would not survive um, or that he, if he did survive, it would be with catastrophic injuries. Yeah. Um, certainly, I think, remember in the aftermath, people believed that, 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 that he wasn't going to make it. However, he did make it and, you know, ultimately uh, made a miraculous recovery, I think it it would be fair to say. Um, So there was a very complicated series of feuds going on in the area at that time. Um, It was kind of in the, the, maybe came in the aftermath of the sort of breakdown of the gangland structures that had been put in place by the Kinnan cartel and a number of senior figures in the Kinnan cartel. And these younger guys seemed to come in and try and fill the vacuum. And Lee Boylan, it is believed, was was targeted by by one of these gangs. Um, and uh, ultimately, uh, one man was prosecuted for his role in the murder or in the, sorry, in the attempted murder. Um, again, it's a guy called Alan Graham. He was from Limerick. Uh, he was a known, uh, he'd previously served uh, a lengthy sentence for drug dealing. Um, he was, uh, again, it was believed he was brought in from from the outside rather than being somebody who had an, an animosity, a personal animosity against Lee Boylan. Um, he was, again, I'm going to dig it out there, ultimately what he was prosecuted with, but it was, it was a, one, a similar, uh, 
charge to the one that was brought against Derek Byrne, where um, it, it, it was again under these anti-gangland legislations. And it was... Uh, he pleaded guilty to having knowledge of the existence of a criminal organisation and participating in activities with the intention of facilitating the commission by the criminal organisation of the offence of attempted murder. So that was the kind of the... That's the same offence actually, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's something... Uh, yeah, it's something very similar. As anyway. the one for, for the father. Yeah. So the Boylans, the, the, the father and son, what was going on? That that Was, was that all part of uh, the sort of the row between that offshoot of the Gucci gang. I mean, uh, Noel Boylan was a lot older than those kind of youngsters are. Yeah, so, I mean, these these uh, attempted hits were, there was a number of players in it and a number of, of shootings played a role in the fallout. Um, obviously, you've done podcasts before on on the Monkey Gang, I think, with Ken Foy. Yeah. Um, they were and still remain significant players in the in the drug scene in in North Dublin, but they certainly had a a falling out with with some of Lee Boylan's associates. Um, they would have had ties with a number of gangs across across the country, yeah. including some of the, one of the feuding gangs in Drogheda, and they're believed to have played a role in in the attempted murder of of Lee Boylan. And um, behind a lot of it, of course, as well, was the uh, uh, in terms of the, the the those two shootings. There was a fallout from the murder of Eric Fowler. Eric Fowler was, uh, although he had no convictions uh, of note. He was uh, regarded as a key figure in the killing cartels operations in Dublin. Uh, somebody known, a close pal and associate of Ross Browning. Um, he was ultimately uh, shot dead. Um, and again, that's another complicated uh, murder who did what you know, it, it, it. He was shot dead at his home in Blakestown Cottages, which was the place where the hitman Imre Arrakis had been arrested, having been put under surveillance. And it was where a phone, an encrypted phone, was photographed and messages deemed to have come directly from Dubai from Daniel Kinahan and Sean McGovern yeah. was found and evidence was gathered there. And I mean, I certainly at the time of, of um, his murder, it was suggested that there was a huge embarrassment amongst the Kinahan organisation that Imre Arrakis was arrested in Ireland, that they had believed that the Irish Guardi were so busy and stupid that there was no way they'd know who Arrakis was and that he was safe as houses coming in to yeah. it, it, on a plot, on a mission to kill James Mago Gately at the time. And that the embarrassment that was levelled against the Kinahan organisation internationally by the fact that Arrakis was picked up was enough for them maybe to kind of throw blame on somebody I was certainly, it was suggested that, um, you know, Daniel Kinahan may have quite, ha you know, happily sanctioned the murder of Eric Fowler in a kind of face-saving exercise um, internationally. Yeah, I mean, I think I think with Eric Fowler, uh, the, the suspicion is, while it's not exactly ordered by Daniel Kinahan from, from Dubai, he certainly gave it the nod that it could occur. Um, or, you know, or at least that he wasn't going to, you know, stand in the way of it. Um, so, but, so Eric Fowler is believed to have been shot by sort of local criminals in the area who may have been told they could, they could do what they want. But there was a series of falling out mm. from that. Lee Boylan is obviously not a suspect in any, in any of the, the Fowler shooting, but it, it, you know, his, some of the people he, that were known to his friends, 
you know, are probably suspected for, for actually carrying out that shooting. At that time, around that time when the father and son survived those attempted assassinations, there was a really complex situation going on and it seemed as if there was feuds within feuds within feuds and then there was kind of these sort of very chaotic characters including Rue Redmond knocking around trying to collect drug debts feeling uh, all of a sudden there was no control because the Kinahan operation had as such collapsed or had been dismantled in the country. A lot of their key players were locked up and I can recall around that time probably 2019, 2018, 19, it was difficult to keep a handle on who was feuding with who. They seemed to be constantly falling out and there was a kind of a a sort of a a free-for-all attitude on the streets shooting. I mean, remember, like most of these people would have been, uh, would have been friends with each other at one stage. So it wasn't like, you know, that there was these two separate geographical gangs fighting with each other. Um, so look, it was it was a very serious situation. I mean, it's amazingly Boylan uh, survived. We saw him uh, come before court. Uh, I think it was the last year. Um, you know, looking to, to to get a taxi license, he was in a dispute with the taxi regulator who who believed he shouldn't have been given a license to drive a taxi. And we saw him walk into court and and fight that case. I don't think he won it in the end. But if you remember at the time. I mean, he was very, very lucky to survive and there really was a belief that he wouldn't make it. So, um, you know, and I think his own father as well, ultimately it was reported how he uh, ended up getting married then himself. I yeah. to say that. <laughs> yeah. Remember what you were mentioning to me about? <laughs> what? About, yeah, that was over over lunch. Yeah. What was, was, it, was it a private conversation we were well, having? I mean, was it well, not I mean, for <laughs> the listeners to no, sure. join in on this? Because it was well, an interesting just, little theory you had. No, I was just saying that, um, that you know, these guys that we do, and certainly not talking about the Boylans, but we, we sometimes do stories about these guys who are in, in prison for the most horrendous of crimes. Yeah. And they're not necessarily gorgeous looking guys. No. And they come out of prison and they're signing on registers or whatever. And then they still manage to pick up a girlfriend. That That's always amazing. And your, your reasoning for that was that if you just give what was a little bit of attention, you're no, a little bit of commitment. A little bit of commitment, sorry. So yes, women yes, yes. are willing to overlook a lot <laughs> as long as they don't have a commitment phobic boyfriend. You could find yourself cancelled with this theory, actually. But could in I? other words, what you were saying was <laughs> that, uh, you know, once he showed enough commitment, this guy to say, hey, hon, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen and to the day. Sent how back, did day go? She said back, thanks for thinking of me. How was your day go? What are you up to? I'm just signing on the sex offenders. <laughs> that was enough to keep the relationship going. Yeah. Well, yeah. Look, you know, yeah, exactly. You know, it's there's there's an odd sock for every shoe. There is. I agree with you totally. I agree yeah. with you totally. But anyway, yes, both the Boylans have since seemed to have found moved on partners and moved on from yeah. the life of crime, perhaps, and settled down now uh, with the ladies. Yeah. So, thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks for that. A heartwarming end to, an, actually, to an episode of Crime World. Yeah, and we'll what we'll do is we'll maybe stick you on some sort of a you know what? love advice show or something like well, that. I did say maybe it's time for me to <laughs> to to launch my own wellness podcast. Do you not think so? No, there is there, there is a clamor. Yeah, and who would you have on? Well, I like just talk to yourself. I might interview myself. Nicola. Yeah, I can't yeah. think of anybody more interesting to interview. A wellness podcast, right? Yeah. Okay. Yoga, maybe do a bit of yoga or something yeah. or a video for the, the video. Listen, I'm going to suggest that in here for you for the new year. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we'll come up with a name for it. Yeah. 
Donald Donald's love and life advice. Big time. Yeah. Massive hit. Right, stick to the crime, I would say. <laughs> Thanks, Nile. Thank you. You've been listening to Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. Produced by Ian Mullaney and edited by me, Nicola Talent. Research assistant is Clodamini. If you like this show and love true crime, leave us a review. Or why not download the free sundayworld.com app for lots more stories from Ireland and across the globe. Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take the Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume the Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume the Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip, and commentary.